the Fire Within podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the Phoenix, you can burn your old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew. There are no shortcuts. Welcome, Fire Within community. This is the Fire Within podcast, where we talk about all things health, fitness, and nutrition related. I'm your host, Brandon, with my co-host, Joe. Hey, Brandon. Hey. I'm excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about back pain, exercises that help back pain. Yep. Things you can do to help back pain. Everybody's got back pain. Yep. Pretty much everybody at some point in their life will go through some form of back pain. I remember it was about a year and a half ago, the last time I had some back pain. It was totally my own doing. I decided it would be a smart idea instead of asking for help to move my very heavy kitchen table by myself from the back of the trailer into the new house. How'd that work uh, for you, Joe? My back hurt for about, I don't know, four months. (laughs) (laughs) So when you moved into your current house? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You remember that pain that I had that just wouldn't go away? Yeah. Did you like hold, did you have to carry it over the bushes or something? Yeah, I had to pick it up over my head. Yeah. It wasn't smart. Yeah, that totally would have helped you. Yeah. Yeah. I could have called virtually anybody. I just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's everybody's got a back pain story, right? Oh, everybody's yeah. got something like that. Yeah. I have a lot of moving ones. That seems to be when I hurt my back. Most of mine, the more sitting I do, the more back pain I get. It's not as exciting of a way to hurt your back. But yeah. There's a lot of different types of back pain. Yeah. So I guess we got to start there. Absolutely. So let's start with like muscular and sprains and stuff like that. Okay. Now everybody's familiar with the work warnings about picking up and lift with your back, not your legs would be right. the wrong way. To this do is it. a team lift. I look at that and be like, <laughs> I don't need no team. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to wonder about the 50 pound rule at the airports. And I think part of it has to do with people having to move the luggage and putting it overhead. And I think that's why it's limited is to protect the workers from having to pick up something too heavy Oh yeah, uh, to where they could get injured. Yeah. And they don't really, you've seen people load the airplane. They just grab the handle and just chuck it. (laughs) You got something in there. I don't care. There it goes. (laughs) Yeah. And and especially for overhead bins on the inside, I think that's really what it's meant for, which kind of makes sense. And why they have to weigh it and all that crap. But so when you are picking something up, there's quite a few things to keep in mind. Um, obviously if you just bend over at the back and your knees are straight, you're asking for trouble. You've created a fulcrum on your lumbar spine where all that stress is going to go and you're almost guaranteed to aggravate yourself. Yeah. Lift with your back (laughs) or not. Is that not right? No, that's not right. Maybe that's what I keep doing wrong. (laughs) So ideally you would get into a squat position and I think that functional movement pattern, the reason every single training certification starts with that and hammers the squat pattern and why that's a lot of times the very first assessment we do is a squat pattern is because it's used every single day. Yeah. Uh, Maybe this is why so many people have back pain because we don't want to do leg day. Yeah. And so we'll do anything to avoid it. Screw leg day. We're going to lift with our back. That's right. I will lift with my back to avoid leg day. I will not squat at any point (laughs) for any reason. Yeah. But when you do pick something up, a quick tip is to get your center of gravity, your feet as close to the item as you can. If there's like a three foot gap between the object and your feet, it's going to um, be all back. For it's sure. going to be all back. So get up as close to it as you can. And then when you squat down, make sure you're not leaning forward too far. Try and keep the chest up. And then when you lift up, try and engage with your glutes, hamstrings. It's one of those things, like we just did an episode on hydration and it's one of those things we all know this, but when was the last time you saw a mom bend down to pick up her kid in a perfect squat? 
Like yeah. it just never happens. We unless, just don't do it. Unless it's a CrossFit mom, in which case your <laughs> rotator cuff is torn. And she chucks the kid over her shoulder up over a tall wall. <laughs> <laughs> and they get wee wee. I can't wait for the hate mail. I'm on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. So get as close to the object as you can. When you squat, keep the chest up. And when you come up, try and feel pressure coming through the hamstrings and glutes first, not your low back. And those couple tips could make a difference. Also squeeze the abs. Uh, now, a quick tip. If you're standing in line for a long time and you've got some back pain, it takes effort. But if you squeeze your abs and squeeze your glutes, it'll alleviate that pressure on the back. So that's something to try next time you're waiting in line. And maybe it just look like you really got to go to the bathroom. But it other than could. that. That's right. <laughs> it's an excellent technique to not poop your pants. So double positive there. Um, but yeah, that's probably the most common way. But something else to consider is like fulcrums and a little bit of physics stuff. So the longer the lever arm the more pressure and force on the pivot point. So that's why I say get so close to it. I've known people to slip a disc holding a five gallon, a one gallon jug of milk. Not that we typically advocate milk on this show, but- Let's but say it, it's paint. Let's say it's paint. painting. A one gallon paint. So always get everything as close to your body as you can. Same thing when I approach the barbell. Uh, I typically want it pretty close to the shins. There's, there used to be a joke about CrossFitters scraping their shins and bleeding everywhere. And that's why they wear those long socks. But but no, it should stay pretty close to the body. I feel like we need a new catchphrase. It's pick it up right or don't pick it up at all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a nickel on the ground, we want to see a complete squat. That's right. <laughs> Ask the grass, folks. Now, we did a YouTube video like last year about gardening and why people tend to injure their backs. And especially like pulling at roots, that root has force. It's tied into the ground. And if you're extending your arms way far out and you're bent over improperly and you're pulling, you know, the, depending on how deep those roots are, you could be doing the equivalent of picking up like 70, 80 pounds or something with your back in a completely compromised position. It's the same principle. Just get closer to it. Yeah, get closer to it. I went in doubt. Pinky's out. I think that's how it goes. So that's one way to injure your back is improper form when lifting stuff. I know I've experienced that, but there's other ways, right? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the spine itself. Uh, so sometimes it can be muscular imbalances over time from overuse injuries and things like that. In my marathon days, uh, which I now don't suggest to most people, at least for my body type, it was a disaster. I used to have an over-rotation and over time, one hip would creep up and I had a difference in leg length, not from the bone, but from the muscle imbalances from improper issues with my form and just other muscular things that weren't addressed. So over time, I have permanent degeneration in my lumbar because of that in the two of my discs. And if had I understood physical therapy, if I understood corrective exercise back then and not trained on top of that, I probably could have addressed those things and been fine. So if you are a distance runner, make sure you're doing stretches, stretching the piriform, make sure you're strengthening the glute medius. Sometimes it's part of your glutes aren't firing properly, which is my problem. My piriformis is taking over for the glute and causing this compensation, but that can lead to a whole host of issues. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I waved goodbye to my 30s as they were descended over the hill and uh, slowly left into the distance. And I guess this is the time of my life I need to start understanding stuff like what's a herniated disc? What's a slip disc? Because I don't know much about it because luckily I haven't had that happen to me yet. Oh, good. But I was just watching a show last night, you know, comedy sitcom, classic sitcom trope, old guy's back goes out. Like what's the difference between a herniated disc or a slip disc or somebody's throwing their back out? So herniated disc is another name for slip disc. It's probably the more appropriately medical terminology to use there. Now the whole disc 
may not rupture or slip. It might just be a small area, or maybe it'll have a, a fracture or a crack. Compared with a bulging disc, a herniated disc is more likely to cause pain because it generally protrudes farther and it's more likely to irritate nerve roots. So sometimes it's not just the pain of the disc itself. If it's impinging or aggravating a nerve, that's going to send all kinds of shooting pains. So that mm -hmm. could be the same thing as throwing out your back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've so, seen on sitcoms and stuff, people are like, oh, it's spasming. So I know muscle spasms are a part of that. Yeah, that's probably different than a slip disc or something like that. But you can't get spasms and they're incredibly painful. I mean, sometimes they can take quite some Does time. Does that feel to like, a, like a charley horse in your back? Potentially, probably more pain because of the uh, central nervous system being so close to that area. Uh, but I guess it depends on what's actually being impinged. But so with bulging, herniated, and stuff like that, you definitely want to make sure in addition to chiropractic treatment, you are also addressing the musculature because if there's an imbalance that's pulling that propensity for it to be out of place, then the chiropractor is going to be a short-term solution. So you want to make sure you're also addressing the muscle. So whether that's through a physical therapist, chiropractor, a first trainer that can help you with that, you want to make sure that's not just being dealt with a quick crack shack visit. Make sure you're also addressing the musculature so it doesn't happen again. And again. This is one of the things you want to address. You don't just want for it wait for it to go away. No, that's a more serious issue. You're not going to spit on it, put some mud on it and carry on. You, you want to get that addressed, especially if something's impinging a nerve. You don't want to end up with permanent nerve damage. So that you want to get addressed right away. Now, on that note, when we're looking at things like osteoporosis, spinal degeneration, and replacing disc material, we've covered this probably on the hydration episode and a couple others. The best way for the body to rebuild disc material is through osmosis, which means if you're dehydrated, even if you're eating the right things to rebuild bone and disc material, it can't assimilate and do its thing. Because it's always water. Yeah, if it's always water, why is it always water? <laughs> Dang it. Why isn't the answer ever PBR? <laughs> There's water in PBR. That's true. It's basically health food. So make, keep that in mind too. I had a client years ago that had to undergo emergency surgery and have all these laser treatments and stuff. And never once did they address this hydration. And when we started doing nutrition journals and stuff, we found out that he was getting like 20 ounces of water or less a day. And he was, should have been closer to 100. So even if he was eating the right things to assimilate those that this material, he wasn't able to do so because of that osmotic process needing that water. So when your back is, let me ask you, kind of transition here. When you, let's say you hurt your back, you slip a disc or whatever, this is not the time to start exercising to fix it. it depends. Or is exercise a preventative thing that will keep it from ever happening? So if it does happen, once the inflammation stage is gone, where it's like super, super painful, once that's passed, even if you're still in some pain, sometimes... And please check with the medical practitioner first, doing bridges, drawing in maneuvers of the abs and different exercises to activate some of the other muscles can help mitigate that pain and reduce it and get you on the road to recovery quicker. Uh, but it's going to depend on the injury and it's going to depend on the severity and how long past the inflammation state you are. But it's not uncommon for people to have low back pain and to start doing bridging exercises and specific core exercises that don't compromise the position of the back that to, to, for that to bring them relief. Gotcha. Yeah. Strengthening the glute medius, doing extensions and things like that can really help. But with that being said, there's all kinds of resources on that, but there's a particular list of the five best exercises to help with back pain. I thought it'd be fun to talk about those. 
So the first thing I want to talk about, and again, feel free to check with a practitioner if you're undergoing, if you're currently experiencing an injury, but glute bridges are probably the, our best friend for preventing back injuries, for overcoming issues, and there's hundreds of variations. So you want to grab two 45 plates and stick them on your legs. That's right. You want to, <laughs> you want to do some glute bridges. Absolutely. Preferably on a moving surface. Yeah. <laughs> Made of concrete. <laughs> so a glute bridge, the most basic form is going to be if you're laying on your back, you want your knees bent so that the knee is pretty close to over the ankle as for the easiest variation. And then you're going to drive through the heels, activate the glutes and pull the hips up with the goal being to get close to a straight line between the knees and the shoulders at that diagonal angle. Effectively, you're just making a bridge from your shoulders to your knees. Absolutely. So that would be your go-to exercise as long as you're focused on contracting the glutes and making sure that's a part of it. So they don't have to be elevated glute bridges, not if your back's in pain, just do it right on the floor. Right. Exactly. And that's usually where we start anybody. And then if everything's going well there, they're contracting the right muscles, they're feeling it where they should, primarily in the glutes and hamstrings and not in the low back. Then we may progress to single leg bridges, heels extended bridges, elevated bridges, weighted bridges, and we can also mess with the tempo. Now, the reason this helps, right, because it's not like your legs are hurting, but those are the muscles that support your lower back. Is that correct? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So they're like the complementary muscles that take some of the stress and take some of the work that your lower back does. So that's why it's important to work them out. Yeah. And on that note, the other most important thing with any exercise, not just back strengthening and glute exercises, is to pull the abs in tight and brace. And that also helps support your back. Yeah, it's true. It's one of those things, again, like water, everybody knows you should brace your core. But man, it's a different workout when you do it. It doesn't really matter what exercise. They all feel a lot different when you work on bracing your core when you're doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely different. Same thing when you lift something so you don't screw up your back. Remember, your core muscles, your ab muscles help to support the low back. Yeah. Like, it's like the difference between deadlift, for example. Like, if you don't engage your core, you're basically lifting with your back. Exactly. Because it's going to compensate for those muscles that aren't firing. And I think that's probably where a lot of low back comes from is weak abs, weak glutes. Yeah. So the next exercise is a bird dog. It's a bird. It's a dog. It's a bird dog. I remember that game. Yeah. Remember that game with the bird dog duck hunt? Oh, yeah. And he would laugh at you like a little jerk. <laughs> yes, the meanest little dog. It's, what's your job? To make fun of me or go get the birds? <laughs> yeah. And laugh. Yeah, I hate that. That dog. was some cutting edge technology in the 90s. Yeah, the man. light gun. Light emits from the gun and hits your TV screen. I still don't understand it. I don't either. <laughs> I still don't understand TVs. <laughs> like, how does that picture come out this end and look like that picture? There's something about light spectrums and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah, it blows my mind. Pretty cool stuff, though. Wizardry. So going back to the bird dog, uh, in order to perform this exercise, you would be on your hands and knees like tabletop position in yoga, kind of like a dog, and you'll reach your left arm out in front and then uh, your right leg, so the opposing side back behind you. There is an advanced version where you can do same side, but it's when you do that, you want to squeeze the glutes, squeeze the abs, and you should also feel a little bit of contraction from the low back, but not too much. And then you come back to the floor and switch sides. And it's called bird dog because you kind of look like that Looney Tunes dog that's just pointing at something. Exactly. Yeah. Pointing at a bird. But that's one of the best exercises you can do for stability, back strength, and all kinds of stuff. Finally, a sustainable approach to meeting your health goals. The Fire Within app, available now on Apple and Android. What you get is an intro to strength training guide, comprehensive exercise library with over 200 exercises, 
a comprehensive nutrition health transformation course, a six-week meal plan, over 70 recipes, a six-week health redemption strength training course. This is for use with people with equipment. And then the same course, modified for body weight exercises. You'll also receive a six-week Inferno Abs Core supplemental program. If you download our free app right now, you'll get access to the podcast, exercise and app quick start, recipes, and more. For a $29.99 a month subscription, you'll get the health transformation course, full access to the exercise library, the weighted course, the body weight course, the Inferno abs, recipes, and the podcast. So what are you waiting for? Try it now for free today. Download the Fire Within app. I wanted to take a minute and talk about a really cool brand that started called Love and Life. They make t-shirts, apparel, and all kinds of stuff. And uh, I bought one of the t-shirts. It's super, super comfortable. And I love the positive message. I think it's important to spread some positivity these days. So hear it from the man himself, Brian Wallace, who started this company. Show him some love. Check out his website, loveandlife.shop. Growing up, our traditional family vacation was a beach getaway. As a kid, My favorite part was building sandcastles and jumping in the waves. As an adult, my favorite part is watching my own kids do the same while the waves and sea breeze wash away my stress. These memories are my happy place. Love and Life Apparel and Accessories is designed to take you to your happy place. Whether it's sassy tees for girls night out, beach therapy, or sharing your faith. Anytime you want to escape, Love and Life takes you there one unique shirt at a time. You can be confident that when wearing your Love and Life apparel, you're having a positive influence on yourself and those around you. It's amazing what a shirt can do. Express yourself at loveandlife.shop. That's L-U-V-I-N-L-I-F-E dot shop. Follow Love and Life on Facebook and Instagram to be in the loop on new design releases and inspirational content. Hey, Fire Within Nation, has this ever happened to you? You go online to find a quick recipe for mashed potatoes, but first you have to hear about Grandfather's Farm in 1929. When I was a boy. <laughs> the first time you had a potato, and like six and a half chapters later, you get to the ingredient list. Tasted like dirt. Drives me nuts. So me and Joe have worked to solve that issue for you. If you head to firewithinnf.com and check out the recipe section, healthy recipes, following the Fire Within way. And it's just the recipe, no blog, you're welcome. You'll find recipes like steak chimichurri. There's a bananas foster smoothie recipe. There's a sourdough French toast. Lots of healthy things. Make your own ranch dip and, and tons more. So head to firewithinnf.com. Check out the recipe section and enjoy. Now, the next one is a plank. And this could be controversial. I think and also it was a meme not too long ago. The plank? Remember planking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just lay flat on something. This is a little different type of plank. So typically a plank is going to look similar to a push-up position or you can come down on your forearms. And I think a lot of time it's done wrong. Either the hips are too high or too low or people are just resting all their weight on their bones and their arms and they're not engaging anything. 
If you're properly doing a plank, you should be squeezing your abs in tight, belly button in towards the spine. You should be squeezing your glutes and you should be squeezing your quads. And your entire body should be active during the plank, not just resting everything up on your joints. They should have called it the squeeze. They should have called it the squeeze. <laughs> that would have been a lot better. I think it's called the plank because you're supposed to be somewhat stiff as a board. You don't yeah. want that rounded back. Now, if you have to choose between too low or too high, I'd rather your hips be too high to protect the low back, but ideally they'll be somewhat flat. And that position is going to change person to person based on your specific structure and what creates or doesn't create low back pain. But if you're doing a plank properly, you should not be getting any stress in the low back. I was just looking at planking memes. I got distracted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. No, I've seen them like on top of the McDonald's signs and <laughs> all kinds of nonsense. So next is the side plank. Now, this isn't right for everybody. If you've got some issues with your shoulder, it's probably not a good exercise for you. Maybe starting with the elbow bent position would be best and make sure that your shoulder is lined up over the elbow. Um, and this would be done on your side and feet out. Some people have a hard time stacking their feet, so you could do it in more of a scissor position if that's easier. I've even seen it where the bottom half of your legs is flat on the ground. So it's just half of your body is up. Uh, but that's a great way to strengthen the obliques. Uh, but I would recommend at least once doing that with a certified professional or minimum checking out some walkthroughs online before doing the side plank. And if you get any shoulder, back, or neck pain, it's probably the form is incorrect or it's not a great exercise for you. It would be an easy one to do wrong. Yeah, it would be an easy one to do wrong. So that would be my caution with that one. And the next one would be this abdominal drawing in maneuver. So these are also called vacuums. and Basically, what you want to do with this, you lay on your back. Typically, I have my clients do it with their knees bent, and they're going to take a deep breath in, fill up their belly, and then they're going to exhale completely, and they're going to draw the belly button in towards the center of their spine and hold it tight. You can even come in and up like a melon scoop up towards your head when you think about pulling the abs in. And I like just, to do this when I'm driving to keep myself awake. That's a good idea. Yeah. This, that or pulling out nose hairs one by one. <laughs> yeah. another good description for how to do this properly is if uh, especially guys if you ever step into really cold water and you draw everything in and tighten it up that's similar to what that position should feel like but it's great to incorporate breathing too you get that full breath fill up with the diaphragm and belly exhale pull everything in tight and just hold for a couple counts uh, that's one of the best things you can do to strengthen your core and give your low back more support so the next thing, and now there's an article on Medical News Today, and they suggest abdominal crunches. And I do have some cautions for this one, but it is the fifth most recommended exercise for low back pain. I think a lot of people just strain their neck, and they're not actually having the abs do a darn thing. A lot so, of people just do neck crunches. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to do crunch, try and keep the neck neutral the entire time and make sure all the flexion is happening at the abs. I know that this isn't the most effective exercise for me because oftentimes after doing some abdominal crunches, my neck is crazy sore, which means obviously I'm not doing it right. Yeah, compensating. Now, it's okay to support your neck by putting your hands behind your head as long as you're not cranking on it and pulling. I usually just hold my ears, but some people it's just not a good exercise because of their cervical spine. Yeah. Now, if it's done properly, it can be a good way to strengthen the abs and give the low back more support, but I would definitely suggest undergoing some coaching. Yeah, I think when it comes to, by way of limbering up or getting loose or like feeling like trying to strengthen an area that feels like it's in pain, I always prefer just doing the standing version where you just hit your elbow to your knee. 
Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of knees, a great exercise to do if your back is under some inflammation and pain, and also still feel free to check with a medical practitioner first, but if you lay on your back and draw your knees in towards your chest, that can feel really good and kind of massage out that back. Kind of like a yoga move. Yeah, and you can do knee yeah, circles. Yeah, I remember doing that a lot when I had hurt my back, just laying down and yeah, doing the thing where you know you just make that half circle kind of thing, open exactly. up your hips. Absolutely. It does, hurt. It does help. Yeah, there's also a move in, in a yoga. It's the stupidest freaking looking position possible. It's called happy baby. That being said, it's literally my favorite stretch. So you look ridiculous, but you're laying on your back, your feet are in the air, you grab the outsides of your feet, you gently rock back and forth. Yeah. And that feels fantastic. And there's traction exercises and really there's hundreds of things you can do, but these are just some simple ones that most people can do right away and are familiar with. If you have, if you're working with a physical therapist and they can pinpoint something, they could be more exact and help you find things specific to you. But for most people, these are going to be some good options for them. So a quick review, here's some exercises to help with your low back pain. Again, be sure to talk with your doctor, but we've got the glute bridge, bird dog, plank, side plank, and abdominal drawing in maneuver. So hopefully some of these help. Remember hydration is key. Still protein has a lot to do with this material too. So if you're super under in protein, that can lead to osteopenia and eventually osteoporosis and things like that. But hopefully you've gotten some good information on how to mitigate some pain, how to prevent some stuff, and some ideas of what to do if you go through the unfortunate experience of a back injury. So thanks for tuning in today. If you found any of this interesting, helpful, please leave us a five-star review on Apple. Write into us. Let us know what you'd like to hear, what you like, what you didn't like, and recommend it to a friend. Our goal is to help as many people with some simple health tips that they can do for sustainable health practices. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, go check us out at firewithinnf.com and sign up for Refuel, a weekly email with recipes, videos, and tips to stoke the fire within. Also, you can join the Fire Within community by being added to our Facebook group. And don't forget to follow us on social media.